Welcome to Fit to Be Radio, where we bring you all things fitness, core, and diastases recti related. While we're having this little chat, we hope you'll shuffle into your shoes, grab your water, and take us along for a walk while we talk. Or maybe you're listening as you make dinner or drive or do dishes. Hey, you can always work out with us later on fittobe.com, where we have over 200 gorgeous, family-friendly, tummy-safe exercise videos ready for you to stream. Now let's get this show on the road. You guys ready? Yes. Yep. All right. Born ready. Born ready. I love that. I, I love your first one, though, when you're like, I wish I could just say all those things. I know. <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to fit to be Radio. My name is Chris Banky. I'll be your host today. I've got with us Beth Learn. She's the CEO and founder of fit to be Studio. We also have uh, Carol Fox, who's the CEO and founder of Unshoes. Super excited to talk to you today. Thank you for carving out some time to hang out with us on this podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really good. Um, I'm excited to learn more about Unshoes and... Um, I know Beth is a super fan. She's talk, talks about them all the time. She uh, is almost relentless. That's maybe a little too strong, but almost <laughs> relentless about complaining about the kind of shoes I usually wear. <laughs> so I'm curious to kind of see how this all plays out. Gotcha. Um, so this will be like a, we'll gang up on you for a half hour. Yeah. See what we yeah. Can, I might even go grab you. some of my shoes and, and get you guys. Oh, you should. Um, so yeah, so so thank you for for carving out some time. Where are you coming to us from today? I am in Cedar City, Utah, which is just a small little town. Actually, I'm technically in Enoch, which is even smaller. But um, if anybody okay. knows where Zion National Park is, we're just yes. So I was yeah. just there last year in Zion. Nice. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that area. I, it's I beautiful. Love it. Yeah, yeah. There's a I've lot. I've never been. I want to oh go. Oh my gosh, you have to go. You got to go. Utah has all the best places in the world almost. I think. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. If, uh, if you come out here, let me know and, and uh, give you some, maybe some insider information. And we will go hiking in our unshoes together. <laughs> yes, we will. So what, what's your elevation there? That's pretty, it's higher, right? Yeah, it's higher. Uh, right here where I'm at, I'm, I think it's 58. 58 oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, so almost 6,000. So that's good. I'm in Bend, Oregon, uh, and we're only 3,500, but that's enough that when people come and visit and we go out for a hike, they're like, they can tell. They can tell. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah. That's me because I'm at sea level. I am in Battleground, Washington. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we're like maybe 300 feet above sea level-ish. I don't even know. It's, it's nothing. And so when, and we always film in Bend, so we go to film these workouts, and I'm like, why am I so tired? Tired. It's not a high. It's not high, but it's high enough you can tell. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can feel it. Like yeah. you don't really tell difference. until you do a workout, and then you feel it. But fifty five hundred, you can then you can start to really tell fifty five hundred, and then it just gets worse, right? But mm -hmm. that's awesome. I I love that area. So um, so that's a good area to 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 use your product. Yeah, which is which your company is called Unshoes. So tell us a little bit about unshoes what what is this what is this <laughs> while you're doing while you're doing that i am gonna go run and grab some shoes grab some shoes yeah, okay. and I'm, holding up, I'm holding up a couple that i have i have what what is this model called that's like, uh kyota yeah, that's the kyota, kyota. Mm -hmm. love it yeah. nice and strappy i've had these for two summers and you can tell i've i've used them a lot um it took me a while to get used to them because they are so minimal um, but my feet love them. Um, and then I've also got the foragers and yeah, so love these. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple's podcast, you can pop over to um, fit2be.com uh, and click on the podcast menu item and you can see the shoes that Beth is talking about. See the shoes I'm bending. She can see the bending shoes. Yeah, those, those ones are super, super minimal. And, and, uh, oh, I love them. Say so they're like like wearing slippers and <laughs> yeah yeah I have used these to garden I have used them to hike I have used them uh, even on an indoor walking track I got some funny looks from people that thought I was walking in my slippers mm -hmm. um, and and so I was practicing some race walking technique with them on the indoor track which they actually work pretty good I had to cinch them down pretty tight which which yeah. probably wasn't ideal so I, I wouldn't say they're probably best for long term race walking but I carved out a, a mile at a at a 
an 11.15 per minute speed, which is oh, pretty wow. decent. Um, and then my favorite thing right now is that I've got, um, I actually got a pair of wool inserts. Oh, nice. Them. Yeah, that looks Yeah, nice. and I Super love tough. that. They came with, um, uh, what is it, the EVB, EV, the, there was a foam insert. Yeah, yeah, we used to do like an EVA insert. Um, now we have yeah. a, like a squishy neoprene. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's like a thermal, you know, it, it's yeah. Like, it gives a, a thermal insulation from the ground. Yeah, I was just at a little farmer's market and this lady was selling these wool inserts and I, I thought, oh, I need those. Um, and I love it. Yeah, that's a good fit. I love it. So anyways, yeah, those are the two unshoes I have and I just I just love the product. They're great. So, so tell you. us, what is it, unshoes? So so uh, the originally, the, the original idea came, um, I knew nothing about minimalist shoes, but um, I was going backpacking and I, I had a pair of sport sandals, uh, Chacos, if, if anyone's familiar with those, and mm -hmm. they've, got, they've got really seriously thick soles, especially back <laughs> in the hill. And I have big feet. I've got size 13, men's 13. So I, I decided to weigh these things to see how much extra weight I was going to have to deal with. And, and they were a pound per shoe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, that's per shoe. And, and I just thought, wow, I really want to take sandals. I've always been a sandal guy. Um, you know, there's a lot of stream crossings and I was getting to this point where I hated structured boots um, and I didn't have any good like athletic shoes. Um, and so I said, you know what, forget it. I'm going to leave my boots behind. I'm just going to wear these sandals. Um, by the end of the hike, it was a 50 mile hike. Um, by the end of Wait, it, 15 or 50. 50. It was actually more like 60, but it was, we called it a 50 miler. <laughs> wow. So, wow. <laughs> um, so legit. So it was a legit hike. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Um, so I, I did the whole thing in my sandals and, um, yeah. And when I got home, I, it was just like, there's gotta be something that I like kind of like, I, I liked how they were very strappy and they were secure on my feet. Um, right. and they, they were very adjustable. Um, but I didn't like the weight. Um, so I tried like Teva sandals or, or Teva, however you want to say it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I just didn't like the design of those. They're a little bit lighter, but I thought there's got to be something really light that I can wear. Um, and I looked around and, and while I was looking is when I discovered Vibram Five Fingers. And, yeah. and I just, the concept just clicked immediately. I was like, yeah, that's, I, I always go barefoot. Like I just, I'm barefoot a lot because I just don't mm -hmm. like shoes. And I think that's, that's a pretty natural thing. I think most people, um, a lot of people don't like shoes. A lot of them mm -hmm. are, I guess you could say addicted or, or they, they need, they feel like they need them. But I think yeah. most people, as soon as they get home, they take their shoes off. Right. right. Um, and so, so this, the concept just really clicked with me and I thought, yeah, this is awesome. I almost bought a pair of Vibrams, but I just thought, I just don't really like them. I want, I want sandals. Um, and I kept looking and I couldn't find what I wanted. And, and that was when I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make my own. Um, and so I looked up Horace sandals. And at the time, there were only two other companies that were making them. And I almost bought a pair of those, but they were very, very primitive looking. Um, it was just string or leather lace on a, on a piece of rubber that they would tie a knot under the toe and wrap around the ankle. And I thought, yeah, that's cool. But I, I want something that looks a little bit more sporty. Um, a little bit more normal. So I just, I, I got right. some duct tape and cardboard and, and some foam and I, I took some leftover climbing webbing and I just started whipping together designs. And uh, so when I came up with a design I liked, I, I made a, just a simple mock-up and wore them around and got funny looks from the neighbors. <laughs> and, and once I liked it, I made a pair, you know, I bought some Vibram soling rubber from eBay and um, and it was my wife's idea actually to, to do something with it. Um, I had actually just recently lost my job. And so she said, Hey, you should put these on Etsy. And I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. So yeah. um, I went for it, put them on Etsy. And at the time I was, I was doing, you know, I started doing freelance graphic design work and um, kind of got to this point where it was, I was, our orders were picking up in Etsy and I was making more shoes. I was just making them in my spare room in my house, you know, in our apartment. And, um, and it was getting busier and busier. And, and I got to the point where if I wanted to continue my path in graphic design, I needed to move to a bigger city. Um, you know, I lived in a rural area and we, my wife and I really just wanted to stay here. And so I thought, mm -hmm. well, you know, how many people get the opportunity to, to create a shoe business? So I decided to take the risk and just go for it. So, yeah. Wow. And you that did. is awesome. 
I did, yes. Now, how how long ago was that? Uh, that was about nine years ago. Eight, eight okay. or nine, yeah. I mean, the company's, the company's eight years old, but that was about nine, ten years ago, somewhere around there. That is so awesome. Yeah. Now, in, in those early days, did you um, do what you do now, um, where you have people trace their foot or, um, or make sure that they fit within a certain, you have a couple different shapes, and then you also let them pick their whole position? Were you doing that in your early days? Because I think that's so, such a really neat thing that you offer. <laughs> it's not just it's not just the shoe you're getting. There's more to your sizing than other shoes. Yeah, yeah. So so originally, I mean I mean originally if you if you imagine this is just me making them, I know nothing about constructing shoes um, and these are very different from a regular shoe yeah. the construction is very very different um, uh, just on a side note people wonder why minimal shoes cost more because there's less material um, it's way harder to make I'll tell you when you're when your sole is this thick you can hide a lot of crap in there oh, yeah. um, <laughs> hardware glue all kinds of stuff um, oh, yeah. when they're thin and flexible there's there's I mean how do you attach things without making it bulky um, but anyway um, yeah, so what we would do, what I would do when it was just me is I would have people trace their feet and either mail in or, or scan an email in their tracings. And then I would take the shape of their foot and kind of draw a sole shape around it. And then I would manually draw where I was going to poke the holes in the, in the rubber and, wow. Um, wow. and then between Fair their time. toes. Um, yeah, and that obviously was, was not sustainable. You know, as we grew and as I started hiring people, we needed we needed something else. Um, so at that point I took, um, I took all these tracings that we had that we kept. I mean, there were thousands of, of people's feet tracing <laughs> that we had. And so I compiled them all in a computer um, using design software. And I, I basically looked at him and I said, okay, where, where are the patterns coming? You know, I, I'm mm -hmm. seeing patterns coming through. And so I found that 90, probably 95% of them fit within one template. So so I drew that out, and that's that's our main template. And so then I, I made um, I made six. Uh, let's see, five others. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then we also did the same thing with the toe location. Is okay. Yeah. Where are we getting the the most toe spots? And that was center. And then we did a grid outside of that so that people could kind of choose that. Um, and so then we had yeah we we ordered these what what are called dies, still rule dies, which are basically the really sharp cookie cutter in the shape of a foot um you know and you put that in a press and it just punches the rubber out um, wow. so we ordered we ordered dies for every single size for every single mold you know shape wow. and it was it was kind of a, a an expense there um, oh, I bet. so and what we've actually been finding as we've grown more and more is that even though we we are willing to do this custom uh you know be able to, to work with different foot shapes is that um, the majority of our customers don't want to fuss with it. Um, mm -hmm. They go to the website, it's confusing, it's complicated. They really just want to say, I'm a size seven, just ship me the shoes. Um, yeah. So we've really moved towards a standard, um, a standard. So if you go to our website right now um, and just order, you'll just, you just, all you can choose is just your size. Um, but if you have a, a, if you have a unique foot or if you think that's not going to fit, you can, you can order custom sandals still from us. Nice. Um, we still have those available. Um, it's all online. Yeah. So, so that's still yeah. available. We just, we're kind of moving away from that a little bit. So, so it's more yeah. Now that's, I feel like I want to let our readers know that like, we're not, this is not a paid podcast. Um, Carol <laughs> did send me some shoes a while back to try out and love them. Followed him for a long time, even before that. And this, this is mostly about, my passion for freeing the feet and yeah. what I have learned in the past seven, eight years of examining all the connections in the body, um, especially the core's relation to the feet. <laughs> and there is some big, there are some big connections there. Huge. It's crazy how everything connects. <laughs> There's, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we like to mm -hmm. categorize and separate everything, but everything all connects right. our body. Yeah. You know, and, and what we do with our feet makes that. a difference. Let, let's, talk, oh, yeah. let's dive into that a little bit. So when you talk about alignment, you talk about heel position and how thick the sole is and all these different things. Um, obviously, your 
business is growing and successful because you make a good product, but there's other good, well-made products out there. So mm -hmm. you're different in the fact that it's minimal and kind of all, the, all of these other factors. What are you finding? Like, what are people coming to you for? Like, what do they mm -hmm. find? And how does that tie into alignment and fitness and core strength, things like that? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are coming to us from a place of they've, you know, they've just gone through their lives and lived their lives as normal. And, and they yeah. at some point have found um, they're struggling with something, whether it's, uh, you know, back issues, pelvic floor issues, um, plantar fasciitis, whatever the case is. And they often find us through people like you guys or um, Katie Bowman, if you're familiar yeah. with Katie Bowman. Oh, yes. Um, I'm a Katie stalker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, those kind of uh, any kind of alignment websites and, and you know, and, and those people that promote minimal footwear. And so then they mm -hmm. come to us through there. So a lot of our customers come to us from that. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a huge part of our audience. Yeah. Well, and from my standpoint, I remember the first time and that, that it was Katie Bowman mm -hmm. at her understanding beyond Kegel's understanding the pelvic floor workshop I went to in Portland, Oregon five or six years ago. And she was talking about footwear and um, she, you know, had this doll kind of thing, I, I think. And it, maybe it was even a graphic on her website that she, mm -hmm. she directed us to, but she's like, Hey, you have a, a human body standing upright. Okay. And then you, you put something under their heels that's going to cock their body forward. Well, now right. all the musculature that has to work to bring them back to upright and all those compensation patterns that occur just to keep them standing upright and not leaning forward because they've got a wedge under their heels. Yeah. And then all of the muscle work that is taking place that maybe should be directed at something else, but the muscles aren't able to do something else as well because they're so busy keeping you upright while you're in heeled shoes and how that affects the kinetic chain, the movement chain, the muscle chains, all the way up and down the body. And all these little light bulbs went off in my head because one of the big things we fight against when it comes to core rehab and healing diastases recti in the abdominal wall is that intra-abdominal pressure. And when somebody is in heeled shoes, if you look at them, and I do this a lot. I gawk at bodies. <laughs> I do too. It's terrible. I, I have to keep, you know, I know my friends know, and I know it probably makes them uncomfortable sometimes. They're like, that stop sizing me up right now. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, but you know what? My friends in heeled shoes, um, and sorry to all of you, my friends who listen to this, but this is the truth. If you are in heeled shoes, your belly is sticking out further. It, yeah. it just does. Whether it's a half inch or an inch, I can see the difference between when you are barefoot and when you are in a heeled shoe. You stand different. Your low back has more of a sway in heeled shoes and that low back sway pushes your gut out. And when your gut is pushed out, that's more pressure on your linea alba. And in order to counteract that, you got to tighten your abs. You got to pull that in. And that's just more work for your abs that your abs don't need to be doing. So there's the basic core connection. <laughs> Yeah. In a yeah. nutshell. And I feel right. like everybody compensates a little bit differently. Um, each true. body, where That's their tightnesses true. are and where they're, you know, where they're, they have weak mm -hmm. muscles or, or strong muscles and they compensate just a little bit differently. So. That's true. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I also see tucked hips, you know, you put people yeah. in, mm -hmm. in heels and I'm, you know, I'm going to stand up here just for a second, but you know, you put them in heels and maybe they kind of dump their hips forward yep. and they kind of tuck forward to counteract or they're here and they're leaning back more through their, through their back and their booty sticks out more. Uh -huh. you know, I remember pulling their chest up to, yeah. yeah. And I've seen heels, heel marketing campaigns, ad campaigns for shoes with heels that, that um, speak to, Oh, it'll make your butt look bigger. And I'm going, mm. yeah. And why is that? Because <laughs> you've got to <laughs> stick your butt out and lean back <laughs> to right. hold your balance in them. And, and the irony is, in my opinion, is that it weakens those muscles, you know, it weakens those muscles. So in the long run, it's not actually making that part of your body any better. It's just making mm -hmm. it worse. So, yeah. yeah, it makes the calf muscles look a little bit more defined, you know, because you're kind of yeah. walking on the balls of your feet, but then you've got tight but they're getting muscles. shortened. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting shortened because you're essentially walking on tiptoe and then tight calf muscles are directly related so many articles, so many physical therapists out there talking about how they can do so much for a woman who has core trauma, core issues, diastases, incontinence, 
by just having her stretch her calves. Yeah. Wow. And that tells you. So I guess one. So one question that comes to mind is, why are there? Why is it the main thing still to have a thick heel in men's and women's shoes? It's just culturally. I, yeah, I think people are just used to it, and um, yeah. and also manufacturers are used to it. Um, right. You know, they're they're used to making them that way, and they don't really know why they should change at this point. Uh, right. And I think that that people still have this. Uh, you know, it's been sold for so long that people still have this idea in their head that that they need that. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I go. I'm I'm a mom. I've got two kids. I've got a boy and a girl. And what shocked me early on when my daughter was very small was how many little girls shoes have a heel on them and how hard it was. And, and, and back then she's 13. So this predates fit to be, but when she was two and three and I was trying to start, you know, getting her into regular shoes that weren't baby shoes. And I had her in like soft star style moccasins, robies for a long time when she was little, just because even back then I recognized that I wanted her feet to be as natural as possible for as long as possible. But then when she got to be a little bit older, I was like, why are they trying to pimp out my daughter? Like yeah. why did they put her in hooker heels? <laughs> I know. Yeah. My, I have a three-year-old daughter right now and she's into like all things princess and yeah. in all the storybooks, they wear heels. And so she's kind of obsessed with them and, and she knows, she knows that they're not good for her, but she's yeah. kind of like has this but they're pretty. obsession they're with pretty. them. Yeah. So I have to make her yeah. special sandals that are sparkly and have bows so that she feels pretty. <laughs> See, and, and yeah, and you do, you have, you have a new line of, are they called wildflower? Yeah. Yeah. Wildflower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's um, sparkly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we started out the wildflower several years ago, actually. There was, there oh. was a lady that came to us and said, hey, I'm getting married and we want to do a barefoot wedding, but it's a little bit cold and I want just a soul. So she sent us, um, if you've ever seen the like, like barefoot sandal, it's more like jewelry. They don't actually have a soul. It's just kind of loops over your toe. Oh yeah. No, I have seen um, that. Yeah. Seen those. So she sent us some that she bought and she said, can you attach a soul to this? Um, and so Aww. we did that and that got me thinking that, yeah, we, there kind of is a gap in the market. Like, like women need something that's a little bit nicer looking, that's still healthy. Um, yeah. and so we did a last. Kickstarter campaign and it was actually like, it was, the campaign was successful, but our, <laughs> we weren't ready for it and our <laughs> suppliers, it was a big mess. Um, so it was a huge failure. Um, oh, no. lost a ton of money. We almost actually went, we almost had a, went out, went out of business because of that. So, um, it was, it was a good learning opportunity. We'll put it that way. Wow. <laughs> I learned a ton. Um, and so, wow. so I kind of put that on the back burner for a lot of years. Um, it was kind of like, I was a little gun shy, but recently, you know, we thought, Hey, let's, people still need this. Um, mm-hmm. just because I made a failure, um, just because I made a mistake doesn't mean we shouldn't learn from it and still provide this mm-hmm. for people. So, um, yeah, yeah, so that's what happened with the wildflower. So now we've relaunched it with, with some more basic designs and, um, there are going to be more coming, but yeah, yeah. We, we really want to make options for, for women, especially that, that are prettier. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, because you know, all, all conversations about gender aside, I want something pretty Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I want to wear it with a dress. And I want it to look cute. And what I like about these simple black sandals is I have worn these with a dress. Mm-hmm. They're just strapped yeah, they're very and simple enough that they work. I got to wash them off a little bit, you know, so I don't <laughs> like it with them, but, but they work. And, you know, what I was going to say about my son too is even finding him a pair of tennis shoes. I can't believe how many boys tennis shoes have got a one inch heel on them mm-hmm. and have got such a stiff sole. And I, both of my kids, we will go into a store and we just start bending the shoes. We're like, yeah. how, how big of a heel? And my son, when last time we were shoe shopping, there was another boy in the aisle and he was like, mom, mom, I really like these shoes. And my son goes, no, you don't want those. Those are too stiff. Those are bad for your feet. Those, you don't want those. Don't get those. That's awesome. <laughs> one, one thing, just just a, a quick like uh, hack for parents with small kids. Like we've sometimes you just um, sometimes you just have to go get like the cheap tennis shoes for your kids for whatever. Um, I have found that um, a lot of them look flat, but inside they actually have a little wedge underneath the insole. So when you're at the store, 
take and pill up the insole. <laughs> it's usually just a little bit of adhesive. Pill it up and check. And a lot of times you can remove those and uh-huh. then you get a nice zero drop shoe. Um, but just wow. double check because sometimes like, and like we bought our son some just black canvas shoes for times when, you know, when he needed mm-hmm. just to, you know, like at church or whatever. And so, so yeah, I picked it up and I was like, yeah, they're pretty flexible except in the back. And then I peeled that up and sure enough, there was a wedge, just a, it was like a, interesting, like a, like a press, press, press board wedged. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it was just stiff. So I threw that away. Perfect. So they were nice. Wow. That's crazy. Well, you know, and it just speaks to as well how if you have somebody who's been wearing a heeled shoe their whole life, because mm-hmm. often they are present, even in baby shoes, little yeah. tiny, cute, yeah. little, little, little Easter, oh, yeah. Sunday, little white patent leather sure shoes. Normal. And so then by the time that woman gets to be 25, 30, she's in her childbearing years and she gets some of this information about core and pelvic floor and maybe she should start switching her shoes out. It's uncomfortable for her. It is. Yeah. Because and you shouldn't, Katie Bowman talks about this, I know you have as well, there needs to be some transition time. Oh, if yeah. you've been living in one or two inch heels all the time, it may be very difficult for you and it may take a year or two to really transition your feet. What are some tips you have about that, by the way? That question um, wasn't even on our agenda, yeah. but I feel like you might have some good ideas. <laughs> I do. I, th- I see a lot of people looking for a transition shoe, um, you know, like something that's zero drop with a wide toe box, but still has some, some padding and thickness in it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there are a few options, not very many, but I see a lot of people spend a lot of money in getting those transition shoes and the minimal shoes, which, you know, they can, that can add up. Um, I really just suggest people just get a good pair of minimalist shoes and then they can get insoles. Um, mm. You can get thicker insoles you can even get insoles with a tiny tiny bit of hill rise if if that's a difficult transition so, mm-hmm. so then you can wear that and then you, know, you if you go out on a walk you can you can wear them with the insoles and then maybe the last five minutes of your walk you can pull those out you know just stop mm-hmm. really quick pull them out um and then you oh, can a good idea. walk with that that way you're not you're not paying for multiple shoes and you can you can take one walk and kind of vary up um, and mm-hmm. see, uh, the other thing is just really, really pay attention to your body. Um, and, and like my, I have, I have a problem with this in, in a lot of things, but I, I try something new and it feels great. And it's like, you know, the, the barefoot thing, I'm like, I'm free. <laughs> it's yeah. exciting. And so I want to go run 10 miles barefoot and, and that, that is just too much. So, um, just really pay attention to your body and what it's telling you. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and um, you know, don't, don't, don't go too soon, too, too far too soon. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. One step at a time. Be patient. Yeah. I know it's hard. <laughs> now I want to, I wanted to touch on something. So you guys are filling a need and you're mm-hmm. growing. People like it. Um, but I know that just like the reason that you started the company and kind of how you got into it and then why you keep doing it is very purposeful. It's not just because people like the shoes. That's part of it, obviously. Yeah. You, have to, you have to make money, but can you talk a little bit about your mission statement and, and why you're doing what you're doing and kind of your beliefs behind it and why it's a little bit more than just another shoe company? Right. Yeah. I mean, when, when we first got started, it was just, Hey, there's a need for this. Um, mm-hmm. But then, then as I actually learned about, about the concepts behind it and it made so much sense, I became very, uh, I guess you could say passionate, very, very passionate about the the concept of minimal footwear and, and alignment in general. And so our mission um, is simply just to make footwear that gets out of the way as much as possible. So we're not making shoes that do something for you. We're making shoes that allow you to do your thing, you know, allow your feet to function. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, and I, I often tell people we're really not a shoe company or a footwear company where we're like, like an education company that happens to sell shoes, you know, <laughs> um, like you know, we are, we really, in a perfect world, we would love it if people didn't even need to buy shoes and, and you know, we could find right. something else to do, but <laughs> right. yeah. so that's, that would be in an ideal world, but we know that, mm-hmm. that footwear is still kind of a necessity. And so we want to make footwear that, that people can wear that still just allows your feet to move, but still keeps you just either warm a little bit or protects your feet from the elements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. There's nothing new about footwear. It's been around forever, you know, for a long time. It's just right. that it's, 
um, we've we've overdone it over the you know, the last you know whatever yeah. hundred years or so. So um, yeah, yeah uh, really, we just want to go back to back to the basics of, of mm-hmm. just enough protection, and that's it. I love it. I love and that. A bit of we, and a little bit of pretty. And yeah, yeah pretty. and a little bit of pretty. I mean, that's, that's part of the needs of, of footwear too, right? I mean, there's uh-huh. there's a need for adornment or, um, yeah. you know, f- in my case, I don't I don't care about that so much, but I, I like to have something that's nondescript, you know, that I don't want right. like, people staring down at my feet like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah, what are those ugly right. things? Yeah, yeah. So I like yeah. to have something that looks fairly normal because I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that I don't really love to draw a lot of attention to myself. I don't, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. we touched on it a little bit, um, you know, talking about years and years and years of, of uh, you know, the, the non-minimalist shoe with the thick heel mm-hmm. um, and they can, you know, the calves and other things. But Beth, maybe you could touch on, <clears throat> like, practically speaking, what are the most common things people are dealing with because they're, because of the footwear they're using and what can they expect from a, from a fitness standpoint or from a you know, a physical standpoint, if they make a change and decide, Hey, I want to go to a more minimal shoe. Like, what is that going to look like to them? Now we, we did touch on like that. You want to do that gradually and carefully. And that's very mm-hmm. smart, but what will, what are they going to expect to find? Well, some of the more common issues I see among my clients, um, as I personal train, work in group fitness and, and run fit to be right. is plantar fasciitis. Mm. Um, you know, the, 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 the plantar fascia, the fascia on the bottom of your foot, essentially, it's it's similar to your hand. It's it's the fascia that would be on the palm side of your hand, but it's on the bottom of your foot. And when you crowd your feet into a shoe and this fascia doesn't really ever get much of a stretch and you're walking around with your foot in a cast all the time, pretend this is my foot and this is my, my shin, right? So, and then you go to step and spread out or you wear a different pair of shoes and that area gets a stretch or you, you go to be athletic just on the weekends and things get a stretch and then, and then there's inflammation and they're very, very unhappy. I'm oversimplifying. Um, tight calves. We already talked about that. Um, tendinitis, it, you know, all kinds of little things. Bunions uh, is another big one. Uh, you And you guys on your Instagram, Terrell, have so many good images about, you know, how you, 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 you take... Um, your big toe, I mean, you can even do this with my finger, my first finger. If I push my first finger over into a pointy-toed shoe, this bone is going to stick out more. And if I do that all my life, I'm moving my thumb because yeah. thumb you get a bunion. Foot. You end up yeah. with a bunion there. And, and to be like, oh, well, bunions, they run in my family. Well, maybe bad <laughs> shoes run in your family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe those shoes that you handed down to, to all the people or the type of shoe that your family tends to wear, or even the mimicked mechanics in your family, because my kids copy the way I move. If I don't squat, they don't squat. If I bend over with a tucked butt, my daughter bends over with a tucked butt. Yeah, it's so a good way to analyze your own movement, right? Like, I see my bad habits by watching my kids. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. they, copy it, they copy the worst of it. <laughs> yes. they, they copy us, and they copy us to an extreme. Like if I, uh, you know, the other day I saw my daughter and she's like standing with her hip, like way out to the side. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's all mom, you do it. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> and then I, oh, no. five minutes later, five minutes later, I catch myself standing with my hip cocked out. Not as far as her. Yeah. But wow. It's so humbling. it's a bit humbling. Uh, yeah. And you know, Kids are good for that. People, when they go to treat plantar fasciitis, they usually put them in a boot, a boot that gives their foot even more structure. Yeah. And and that can serve a place for a short time. Yeah. Rehab. Um, you know, give it but then oh to get people into um more minimal shoes where the feet can spread out and start doing their job so that all the cobwebs in that fascia can be released. Um and you know, Katie Bowman has a really, really good book. Um there's she has one called I think it's Whole Body Barefoot, and then she has another one that that was originally titled Every Woman's Guide to Foot Pain Relief, but I think she retitled it. So yeah, she retitled it, put a new image on it, but it's... Everybody. I, I think it's... Yeah, yeah no, I can't it's think of that one either. It's Let huge. Let me get you guys' thoughts on this. So about nine years ago, um, maybe 10, I started really running a lot. And when I say a lot, you have to qualify that because 
it really varies depending on the person what a lot means. So for me, that meant <laughs> for me, a lot is a mile and a half. So for me, a lot means that I was getting on my long runs on the weekends up to like 17, 18, 20 miles. Okay. <clears throat> and um, I started doing a lot of half marathons, several marathons in a year, and I developed really horrible uh, plantar fasciitis. And I couldn't fix it. Um, I couldn't figure out how to fix it. All the YouTube, everything. I couldn't figure it out. So I went to a podiatrist that was um, like the top one in the Portland area who also did all of the footwork for the Blazers. And just like this somewhat famous old guy. And I called him the crazy foot doctor because I went and I actually had some fairly minimal shoes. He's like, where'd you get these shoes? I was like, I don't know. Nordstrom Rack. I don't have any idea. And he, he's like bending them and they're super flexible, right? Like all the things that you guys are saying are good. And he literally threw the shoe at me and then cursed and said, don't ever bring a shoe like that in. And I want you to go get this shoe. And it was an A6, I don't know, something like a brick, solid brick shoe. Um, so I didn't get that. I went to uh, high-end running. <laughs> so I didn't store. get that. <laughs> Um, and I got, but I got something, I got the, actually this shoe, but like eight versions ago, which is exactly the opposite kind of shoe that you guys are talking about. And in, um, one, uh, in like one week, maybe two, all of my pain went away and I've been running with shoe like this, super stiff, super thick ever since. And I don't really have any problems, but. So I'm curious what you guys think about that. But also, um, also like, I don't really have any problems except my flexibility, my calf is, like, I can't even touch my toes. So I, that, I'm guessing that that's probably from living an entire life um, with, with thick, super thick heel. Actually, the front of this is pretty thick, too. Actually. It's actually, that's not, that's not a huge ride. It's really stiff, though. Well, it is it's hard stiff. to tell, Beth, because, they're, I mean, if, if he sticks Does his head inside of there, how, how far up is that hill? He's taking it apart right now. Because sometimes the, the hill in those athletic shoes are hidden. It's there. It's that's just true. your hill that's comes true. up further the than The hill on this goal. one is where the seam is. Okay. All right. That's good. But... And you know, I think the older version of this shoe, it's the Veromo, whatever. This is version 11, which is last year's. I think I was getting the four. The when I first got these. Mm -hmm. But I think it's actually thicker in the front than it used to be. I don't know. Yeah. But the point can is, you twist it's it? stiff. It's, can you twist it? I mean, I can. A little bit, yeah. I can force it, but the one he wanted Some me to Some of them get you can't even force. Was light. It felt like it had wood in it. Yeah, like it, and, and some of them do. It did obviously. It did, but, yeah, yeah. If there's metal. There's wood. There's plastic. I've cut shoes in half before just for fun. <laughs> I bet it had plastic. I bet it had like ABS in there. Uh -huh. Anyway, so I'm just curious what you think. Like automatic braking. Is there system? a place for it? Um, um, what um, does ABS stands for? It's a type of. It's, it's like of uh, you know, like your your sewer drains. That's like that that kind of plastic. Super so hard. It's really, really. All I could think of was plastic. automatic braking system. <laughs> Yeah. Like what? That'd yeah. be a cool yeah. feature in shoes. Yeah. So, so is there so Chris, a for it? What do you think? Like, what do you guys, what's your thoughts on that? Let me ask you a little bit more about uh, your normal daily movement habits. Um, so you're talking about you ramped up your running a little bit. You were doing yeah. 17, 20 miles on the weekend. Um, yeah. As far as your day-to-day -day activities, um, how much movement were you getting in? Were you sitting a lot. I sit a lot. I do move around a lot, but I mostly, I'm mostly sitting, mostly computer. Especially back then. I work you from home. Work yeah. from yeah, home. Yeah. Mostly barefoot. Barefoot right now. But, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, I have but when I run, like I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I've run marathons before where there's guys barefoot for 26 miles, and I just that's a little bit insane, but. On concrete? What do you think? Like, should I? Yeah. This guy, yeah. Uh, that is hardcore. Couple. But from my perspective, yeah, from my perspective, I, I see a lot of people that 
that go too much too soon, especially with running. It's a really big temptation um, where your feet have been protected yeah. all of your life. Um, right. Even if you're working from home and you're going barefoot, it's not, they're not, your feet aren't getting a workout necessarily. Yeah. I mean, if you think of sure. the amount of forces that, that happen when you run, it is a lot. Um, you basically have to have really crazy tough feet. Um, and so, so probably what was happening was that your feet were getting stretched. You know, what Beth was talking about, the, the plantar fascia, they were getting sure. stretched out a lot more than what you were used to. And, and your yeah. body was like, okay, dude, this has got to stop. So let's give right. you some pain to get you to right. chill out for, for a little while. Um, and so that's, that's probably what your body was trying to tell you. And then um, when you switched to, to shoes that had a little bit more structure, a little bit more padding, your feet weren't getting that intense right. workout so much. And yeah. so, so, yeah, um, yeah, they, they, that's probably why it, it felt better and it went away, um, which is so fine. If I'm, doing, if I'm doing like running where it's heel strikes, like long distance running, not sprinting. Like, is it still like, should it, should it be a goal to work into the minimal footwear? Um, Cause I could do something where I do a training run, but I do always do, I start at like a quarter mile, then go to half a mile, then go to one mile, mm -hmm. but then run the rest of it in these other shoes until like, I could probably do a transition, but like, is that smart? Like, what do you, what do you guys think? Uh, so I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of different opinions about running. Um, I started running just because a lot of our customers were runners. And so yeah. I, I kind of picked up running. Um, I stuck with trail running. That's yeah. I couldn't stand running on concrete. This is right. I love trail running to run on concrete. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I really, I honestly, I, I honestly quit running. Um, because uh, because I had that temptation of going too much too soon, um, yeah. and I I yeah um, so for me I think that yeah there is a place in learning how to slowly slowly transition into more mm -hmm. flexible footwear. In fact, I think it's yeah. it's better because you your body basically when you put on thicker more structured shoes you're blocking the feedback um your feet right. are are if you think of your feet not only as a as a way for you to move but also as a communication tool they're right. what they're what's telling you the state of your body um also so like um one of the things that i really love is parkour i enjoy parkour and a lot of the yeah. the guys that that are serious about it they they encourage people to train either barefoot or in minimalist shoes because if you have bad form, if you come down from a landing and you land hard on your hill, it's going to hurt like crazy. And so right. that's a feedback system of quickly telling you, oh, that's yeah. not good. <laughs> that's not good for your body yeah, yeah. in the long run. It might okay. feel good. It might feel fine when you put on thick padded shoes. But um, if you mm. wear minimal shoes, then it's telling you really fast what you need to do to change, what you need to do to get better. And so... So I guess what I hear you saying is that there, there definitely, there's definitely some benefits to it, health benefits, but you need to be very purposeful and careful if you want to make that transition. Exactly. Especially yes. if you spent your whole life like I have, which I think is 99 out of 100 people with shoes that are thick and stiff and, you know, cushy. And so to make that transition carefully, otherwise, you could, you know, you could injure yourself yeah, and then yeah. you're not going to get the results you want and then you're going to be, go back to it. And yeah, um, so I, think I think that's, it's so that's fascinating good. too, what you just said about how, when you wear a thick padded sole, you're blocking feedback. So you don't feel the discomfort of landing wrong or stepping wrong. And you keep doing that thing and you right. don't adjust. You don't even body. know it. You don't adjust what you're yeah. doing. And you're just killing your body. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and another thing too is that I think the majority of runners, uh, the majority of people who run, uh, it's it's like it's like if you've ever gone from a, a very hot climate to a very cold climate, or from sea level to a high elevation, and it's mm -hmm. kind of a shock to your system. Where I think most of us are sitting too much during the day, or yeah. we have kind of uh, basic weaknesses, and then we go out and run twenty miles. <laughs> And it's right. like, <laughs> it's like you go do this intense exercise and it's like, uh, it's, yeah. it's like if you drop an ice cube into hot water, it breaks, it doesn't melt, right. it, it breaks right. because it's just such a fast transition. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, um, 
I do some running coaching. Um, and, and what I find is people, they go way too far, way too fast. And then they injure themselves and they think that running is bad for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, but the reason that is, is because they're in okay shape. So cardio, cardi- from a cardio standpoint, they go out and they, they run like three miles and they're like, that wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. But if you go from zero to three miles, just because you, your cardio system is in pretty good health, you can do it. But yeah. the rest of your body is like, you're not trained up for it. And, but it feels like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. That's only, that's, I'm not even running that fast. That's only a 30 minute workout. But you're not used to the, those movements. And so mm-hmm. it's very, can be very dangerous, but you don't realize it because it no. doesn't feel that bad until you have shin yeah. so bad you can't walk and your, your feet are, feel like you're going to die. And then you get mm-hmm. knee injuries and all of those things. <laughs> yeah. so well, I and I, what I hear you saying is the same thing with if you want to transition to the minimal shoes that can be really good, but you have to be purposeful about how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think what yes. you shared about quarter mile, half mile, then transitioning the shoe, there's a lot of merit to that. Um, when I had neck surgery a year ago and, you know, spent a lot of time in bed and then really began like right after surgery with a quarter mile walk and then yeah. a quarter mile walk again and then a half mile walk. And so then over the course of a couple of weeks, really, I was up to a couple of miles but I had eased my body in as opposed to just yeah. starting with two miles. My body wasn't ready for it. And it would have yeah. made me sick and it would have. That is hard to do if you're a very serious race walker slash fitness professional. It was hard. Okay, oh, <laughs> yeah. business and I'm going to start mm-hmm. with a quarter mile. Yeah. Like that takes discipline. Mm-hmm. Well, the drugs helped. You know, <laughs> I, was, I, it was, I was too loopy to walk much further than that anyway. <laughs> Gotcha. So, you know, week and a half you're later when all that was say, out of my system, you're I was to ready. Say, no, I'm <laughs> purposeful. <laughs> this is my discipline. I'm mindful. I was. Yeah. I was mindful, but I was also dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Mindfully dizzy. <sighs> I so, walk um, you mentioned you mentioned parkour and I know it's a little off topic, but I but I hear a rumor that you're opening a parkour what is it, a studio, a gym? A gym, yeah. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, it's it's a long story, so I won't get too much into it. But it's 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 kind of just a fun fact. We um, there was a, a couple that that started a, a parkour business, and they moved into the space next to Unshoes, and um, we went to sign our kids up, and they were uh, they announced that they were closing, and so we. Oh. I kind of jokingly said to my wife, I was like, maybe we should buy it because they were looking to sell it. And, and about yeah. 10 minutes later, she came back into the room and she said, let's do it. And I was really surprised, but um, long story short, we didn't end, end up doing that. Um, the negotiations fell through, but we, oh, no. we looked at it and said, um, you know, we had a, a much bigger vision. Um, so we are doing it. They are leaving. We're going to take over the space next to Unshoes. Oh. And we are creating a, a family fitness center. So we're going to have more than just parkour. We're going to have like martial arts, rough housing, uh, yoga, aerial silk, and parkour. Oh, so, awesome. What um, is rough housing? That, what is that? <laughs> so so kind of, uh, think of it as, um, so, so it's, it's like a martial arts, but instead of really focusing on the, the mechanics of fighting um, right. and inflicting injury, you're really like, you're establishing boundaries and, and relationships physically with another person where you're, you're kind of manipulating each other physically, kind of struggling to, to get in a situation of control. But at the same time, it's very much about um, clear communication and boundaries. So it's, um, and this is, this is why we've picked parkour too, is because it's not only a physically developing modality, but it also develops your brain and your creativity. So you're looking at, okay, there's this, thing there's this obstacle how many ways can i move on it um right. so it's it's a very holistic way of moving it move it develops your entire body from head to toe um plus you know your brain and and um and even socially you know you can learn communication skills and respect and, and things like that so yeah i think we're gonna have to come out there and visit and film some things out there oh, yeah that'd be cool know. yeah i don't come think and we can go hiking and Bryce Canyon <laughs> take you to yeah. some cool places and then oh yeah that take you to the great. gym so. all of our listeners are like bring me bring me location for a retreat yeah that's what I was thinking yeah we we want to do some summer camps oh. and, and possibly some retreats so <gasps> um, 
Okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah you're looking for that some guest be... speakers on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, this has been, this has been super awesome. Super educational. Tara, where can people find unshoes and, and more information about this and just kind of you guys in general, like social website, where can they find you guys? We'll put yeah. all this in the show notes too. Yeah. We're on, we're on social media, um, Facebook and Instagram are, are the two ones that we focus on. We, we kind of gave up okay. on it's unshoes, um, unshoes underscore footwear. And then, okay. um, and then our just our website is unshoesusa.com. So yeah, those are the right. best places to find us. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Fabulous. Great. Yeah, right mm-hmm. Yep. Take pictures of my feet with their shoes in them and add them to my stories. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate your stories. <laughs> Unshoes. Yes, it's great. Um, you know, and I was doing that before I even got the shoes. Uh, so I just, I brought, I brought these sandals when we climbed South Sister. Um, and I didn't use them during the climb, but I used them when we were bumming around the campsite in the evening. Yeah. Um, and man, I mean, I think that, that was why my feet were not even sore. And I used, light, so they weren't heavy to carry, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Because I am still okay. making the transition myself, quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it takes a long time. And I, f- I find that, I mean, I've, I've been wearing unshoes exclusively for nine years now. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would consider myself well transitioned, but every now and then I do something in my unshoes that, that, I mean, I feel it afterwards. My feet are a little yeah. bit sore, but usually it's, it's like, it's like soreness after you do a workout and then you yeah. feel better after yeah, it goes, like, uh, not like, Oh, I seriously screwed something up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You stimulated your muscles in a new way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an exciting thing. I love that. Well, what's your favorite exercise? We always ask um, everybody that. Yeah. Yeah. I, we already mentioned parkour. That's my favorite exercise because I, I get to have a lot of fun. Um, I can do it with my kids and they can kind of do it at, at whatever scale they want. And, um, yeah, so that's, it's exhilarating. It's fun. And, um, you know, when people think of parkour, they think of doing flips off buildings and it, you can yeah. scale it to much safer, more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we need to do a show on that. I think we need to have you back for be fun. Yeah. to talk about parkour because I think there's some people that don't even know what that is and others that mm-hmm. have actually never done it. <laughs> yeah. If you Google it, yeah. you will most likely get the wrong impression, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping from building to building. And- uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. yeah really, it's just, I would define it as the uh, developing the physical ability to move freely in any environment. So, right. Um, okay. For me, I do a lot of it out, out of you know, in, in the woods sort of, you know, in the mm-hmm. desert or, you know, in, in, the, in the, in nature. So nice. That is awesome. Yeah. So let's do that. I think that'd be an awesome podcast. Yeah. Book him, Daniel. I'm on. Yeah. Book him. I'll email you. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you for spending good. time with us. It's been yeah. awesome. We'll put all this info in the show notes. If you've been listening to this and you're like, they're talking about shoes and they're putting stuff on video and just go over to our website. You can mm-hmm. see the video version of this podcast and it's all yeah. in there and we'll put a link in the show notes, but it's been super fun. Yeah. We'll have to have you back to talk about parkour and other stuff and maybe we'll get down there one of these days and do videos, yeah. some workout that videos. Would be a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of fun. I'd love to have you guys. So, be so awesome. in. All right. All right. Cool. Bye, Terrell. Right. Thank, Thank you, you so now. much. Yep. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Good golly, Miss Molly. If that didn't give you something to chew on, I don't know what will. Thanks for listening. I really hope you join our community over at fittobe.com where you can gain access to all our exercise videos and fitness e-courses. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to fit to be Radio and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at fit to be on Instagram at fit to be Studio, and on Facebook via fit to be Tummy Safe Fitness. See you soon. Yeah.